it's time for the October 28, 2011 edition of Weekly Signal's Weekly Review, an interpretive guide to current events broadcasting from the campus of the University of California at Irvine in the backyard of KUCI 88.9 FM. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. Mahler's been acting really angry. What? Do you and know I, why? I, he's I'm just going off now. Sometimes, you know, he's been attacking me. You know, look, look, he's... Listen to him. Oh my Get God! Away, it's Get vicious. Away. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God! What's wrong? Do you, I mean, now, now he's going off in a corner somewhere. I don't know what's with that guy. Uh, oh, I don't know. You know, but what I did notice is that some of our uh, our soft drinks, Baller. Yeah. He's just been. I, some of our soft drinks have been broken into. Oh, and I—it's not my soft drinks. I don't drink this stuff. I, I don't either. I don't know where he's getting those things. There's but. somebody here at KUCI who drinks a lot of sodas. I okay, think. all right. And I don't know where those soft drinks are coming from. It's not Mountain Dew, is it? Because then I know who it is. Yeah, it could be. Okay, uh, no. I know. I know who. Okay, all right. So you know, I'm looking through the paper this morning, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, why is Mahler angry? I think I have a lead. Mm. High school students in inner city Boston who consumed more than five cans of non-diet fizzy soft drinks every week were found to be between 9 and 15% more likely to engage in an aggressive act. An aggressive act. Mm-hmm. Mahler? Like Mahler? Are those aggressive acts? Yeah. <laughs> See? What am, I, what, what am I saying? You oh, know, Mahler. I, I'm telling you, oh. soda's no good. Soda is no good. And whoever it is that's drinking around here, listen to Molly. <laughs> listen to what you're doing to him. Oh. The report was evidence of dose response, is what they're saying. Well, In other words, yeah. the more soda was consumed, the likelier the tendency toward violence. Mahler, oh, poor boy. He feels bad about yeah. it. Among those who drank one or no cans of soft drink a week, 23% carried a gun or a knife. Now, I hope Mahler's not going to go off well, that I, I certainly hope, because he and I have issues, and I, I, that does concern me if he starts arming himself. 15% perpetrated violence towards a partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 35% had been violent towards peers which I think that would explain the relationship between Mahler and myself. At the other end of the scale, among those who drank 14 cans a week. Oh, my goodness. This is more now soda. Yeah. And, you know, we're saying 23% carried a gun in the first 15% ranking. 43% carried guns or knives. 27% had been violent toward a partner. A a big increase there, too, of almost 15%. And more than 58% had been violent toward their peers. Wow. So the more soda you drink, the more aggressive you get. Oh, my God. Prone toward violent acts. On what they, but, you know, it's interesting they didn't do that research on coffee. Because I think coffee has <laughs> the same effect on people. I don't know. Maybe they just have it in for kids. Well, you know, if you... So uh, just for the general population, the general public out there, if you happen to see a couple of kids teenagers walking down the street with a six pack of soda yeah you might want to cross over to the other side of the street because mm-hmm. look out he's got you know he's got a dr pepper is that what you're thinking i don't know mm. and maybe it is what i Let's should keep be thinking this food uh, yeah theme riff going here yeah. consumers who feel powerless reach for extra large portions of food in other words consumers who feel powerless mm. like you know me pe- well, you know, I don't know that you feel powerless. No, I'm kidding. All you right, know, somebody so who really to. is, you know, yeah. doesn't have any sort of bargaining power 
reach for extra-large portions of food in an effort to increase their social standing in the eyes of others. This is what a, a new study came up with. An ongoing trend in food consumption and consumers' tendency to eat more and more. Uh, the increase in food consumption in particularly prevalent, is particularly prevalent among vulnerable, uh, vulnerable populations such as lower socioeconomic status consumers. That's their words. The study's authors noted that cultural norms associate some larger items. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have we seen any larger items uh, you know, that the people who really don't have the means to afford them have gone out and buy lately? I can't, I can't think of one. Hmm. Mm. SUV? Oh, SUV. SUVs. Hmm. These are people who really don't have the means to afford these things, but they think if they get a Big one. Yeah. That'll show that they're... Hummers, big yeah, SUVs. That they're yeah. up with it, I guess. Big screen TVs. Houses, vehicles, flat screen TVs. There you go. All this big stuff. Big. If consumers feel unhappy with their status, they may take this belief and apply it to food. And it's, it's a low-end item. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get the supersized drink just to show off. That's right. Yeah. yeah. These consumers may attempt to compensate for their perceived lower status by showing others that they can afford to buy larger sizes. But, you know, what's interesting about this, uh, they did some studies and they went the other way. And they told these people that it showed more status to buy the bigger, the smaller thing. Mm -hmm. And then they started buying the smaller thing. Okay. Like they would take small little hors d'oeuvres if they knew that a status was attached to that. So all you have to do, these researchers are saying, or what they're going for, mm-hmm. is to uh, connect those two. Manipulation. <laughs> manipulation, exactly. We want to manipulate people so they don't get fat, yeah. which isn't a bad manipulation. No, no it isn't. It's know. a, it's a, it's a uh, positive manipulation. Yeah, you might want to bounce around more if you're, if you're not fat, and you'd be able to express yourself more, perhaps, instead of just being sullen and angry. Right. Well, yeah. if there's some content to the manipulation, actual, actual rationale for it then I don't think it's manipulation. But if it's yeah. just simply There's a sexy a, woman with a lot of cleavage bent well, over, manipulation, but it's good bent manipulation. over a, a kernel of rice telling you that Where? I think it's sexy when a man only eats one kernel of rice, then, you hmm. know, then that might be That's manipulation. That's not manipulation? <laughs> that might be manipulation. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, what's fine. going on internationally? Oh, there's so much going on internationally. Thank you for asking. Hey, how about that Colonel Gaddafi thing? What I know we talked about it Did last get, week. You know, I have, I have an interesting you, little item on him. Yeah, please. International contractors saying say uh, they're itching to get into Liberia. You mean Libya? Libya. Yeah, sorry about That's that. That's right. Liberia. No. Libya. Libya. Since the death of, you know who? Muammar. British Defense Secretary Philip Hammond told contractors and architects to pack their bags. <laughs> Sounding much more like a game show host, like I just did, <laughs> than in a government official. Yeah. So, in other words, they're all excited that Gaddafi's dead now. A lot of international contractors, because a lot of like hotel and, and golf uh, course mm. <laughs> options will open up, which makes you think who is behind the assassination, you know? Well, a lot well, these, of angry like, Libyans are... Of, yeah, that's yeah. true, but there might have been some contractors throwing in oh, some Oh, well, cash. yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's I mean, they, true. Had some, they had some big money to uh, gain in here. Yeah. Not just some idea of a perceived freedom, which I'm not saying yeah. the people who rebelled against Gaddafi didn't have yeah. that as a reason, but, but follow it the is money. a perceived concept of freedom. Follow the money is always a good idea. And I do... And I don't want to... When I say this, I do not want to sound like I am... 
uh, shilling for any sympathy for Muammar Gaddafi. But I do think there are some international he, principles wasn't that, we he sh- killed? Which, that we should try to observe. Um, the body of oh, yeah, yeah. a Libyan uh, leader, former leader, Muammar Gaddafi and his son, uh, Mostam Sen, Sim, and Atape were reportedly buried in a secret uh, location out in the desert somewhere in the middle of the What was the camp. name of the son again? Motasim. Motasim? Motasim. Is that right? Yeah, that's what it says. Yeah. We're reportedly buried in secret <laughs> this morning. This morning. This was a couple of days ago. Uh, and Meanwhile, um, there's a lot of kind of chatter, talk internationally and even in Libya, about his death. Uh, there's a new video that was posted to this a website called Global Post that appears that one of Gaddafi's captors was attempting to sodomize him with a knife uh-huh. uh, just before he was killed. Now, you know, I had, I had heard it wasn't a knife. Okay. And I'm not trying to be okay. flippant well, there you go. at all. Okay, I don't... But that makes me distrust what you just said and what I just heard, too. Okay. Unless they got the item on, because mine was some sort of flagpole. Okay. Now, maybe they thought it was some sort of long, knifey flagpole, right. but I don't know that you'd mistake the two. And I'm, see, I'm wondering where the evidence comes from. What, well, okay. Because there might be some people that are still pro Qaddafi that would make up horror stories, right? Yeah. And and and, th- and this is this is sort of a jumping off point. Yeah. The only reason I, I bring this up because, in addition to that, there was a, several hundred uh, people from his, the, his hometown of Sreet that was that were looks like they were summarily executed. Yeah, I understand the outpouring of emotion. I get it. Forty years of this guy killing and maiming people all over Libya. There's going to be. A, severe reaction to his demise uh i just there is something though i mean do we care what is what's appropriate after you've been repressed for 40 years when you get your hands on this guy when you actually have him in front of you and you can exact so some you other wanna, measure you want to get into some sort well, no, of I'm just psychological curious. conversation no i don't even psychological well, no You're, it's an international think, law given kind of thing. that given that well you want to make it a law but i'm just saying what's appropriate, and if you're going to determine what's appropriate, mm-hmm. you have to figure out some sort of baseline human sympathy level or empathy level or some sort of relationship level where they can let go of their anger. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it calls for some sort of well, psych- well, I, psychology I like- report. I call to the stand my witness, yeah. the psychologist. I guess. You want to make it long? No, 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 I, I don't. And I, I, I guess what it's like, the, it'd be like if the South had had Lincoln. Lincoln. In, after, during the, at the tail end of the Civil War, got a hold yeah. of Lincoln. And they beat him silly? And they beat him to death. Yeah. I mean, is it understandable? Or is it? I don't think there's an answer. Is it justified? Okay, I don't know. I'm just saying, from my perspective, yeah. there, there's too many perspectives. Right. I could figure out. I the, the real question is: Is there a uh, something that you've done that you think it would make someone want to do that to you? Right. I'm, I guess. Yeah. No. And and by the way, I'm not and, equating. And is there, is I'm there? not equating Abraham Lincoln with Muammar Gaddafi. That was or a, yourself, probably for that matter. Or for that myself. But is there something that you've done in your life? Oh, that would that be appropriate for me be, to be beaten or to what death would you or have, sodomized yeah. to death. Um, what would you do? Have to do in order to do that? Oh well. I mean, in my head or an actual... Um, now, nah. some people think like wearing a Giants hat to uh, Dodger Stadium. That's is, yeah. yeah. That, now, that's, that's far more inappropriate than, <laughs> than going after some, some dictator. Some guy and, who's killed you know, thousands yeah, of people. Yeah, it's okay to hundreds of thousands. beat yeah. the crap out of yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, completely. Compared to a, yeah. to a guy wearing a Giants hat. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. So at what point in that string are there you... There you go. There you go. I mean, 
I, no, and I, I guess... Are you closer to Gaddafi, or are you closer to the guy that, you know, I the, forget his name. The, Brian Stowe. Brian Stowe. Yeah. The one who was beaten. Beaten Dodgers by Stadium. the two, yeah. apparently two guys. He did say part. some foul things. And not, not that yeah. uh, I'm yeah. making an excuse, but yeah. Okay. No, I just, I just, you know, again, this is a very emotional situation for these people. Here he is. Here's the man who has probably killed their relatives and the people that they love and all the rest of it. And he's there. He's been shot. He's already wounded. He isn't getting away. It's just a human impulse to, to want to exact revenge, and I, especially in a mob situation, a, a, a crowd of people. But um, I don't know. I you just, know, um, the question then is... Um, what do you think? Was it appropriate? Well, the question for, is: for does, the for the guys who stuck a um, an object, an object, either a flagpole or a knife, into Gaddafi's anus, yeah, anus yeah. yeah, stuck it in there. Was that appropriate behavior? Uh, for your answer, just go text yourself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. I just, I don't. I, okay. Nope. Thank you. Thank you for indulging me on that. Thank you. Uh, is that what you wanted to get No, out? no, no. That's what, that is, I mean, honestly, it, it, does everyone deserve, everyone's entitled to some measure of justice, but it, it doesn't work that way. The no. real world doesn't work that way. And there is no such thing as yeah. pure justice. It is messy and, and, and all the rest of it. So. We go for justice, but we understand that it's... Yeah. Concept yeah. by which we measure our pain. <laughs> That's exactly. A proposed rule John to Leonard. the Freedom of Information Act. Mm-hmm. A proposed rule. Yes. Freedom of Information Act. Yeah. That's it. a big thing. Freedom of Information Act mm-hmm. would allow federal agencies to tell people requesting certain law enforcement or national security documents that records don't exist even when they do. Oh my goodness! So they're allowed to lie. Yeah. As, that's a simple way of saying yeah, it. They're allowed they're, to lie allowed to you lie. when you request something from the government as part of the Freedom of Information Act. That agency, by law, can lie to you. <laughs> you know, that's pretty cool. I want one of those rules yeah, for me. Yeah, me too. You know, so when I'm brought up before court for doing something that's just n- your, not really harmful to anyone yeah. except me. Yeah, it could yeah. possibly and, yeah. and I think you what you have to say is I'm invoking the national security I'm, invo- <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm invoking yeah. the uh, Patriot Act. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Under and, current FOIA Federal Information Act practice the government right. may withhold information and issue what's known as a Glomar denial that says it can neither confirm nor deny the existence of record. Yeah. So they can play the they can plead the fifth essentially. Right. right. We're not yeah. sure. We don't know. We, well, yeah. Well, they, they do know, but yeah. they're just saying we don't. Oh, know. you're you're doing them. Yeah, that was an invitation. Yeah, I was sorry. A, I should have done F O I A official and scene. Yeah, yeah, I should have. I should have done. Give yeah. it to me again now and go into character. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That's good. Yeah, that's good. I Try it again. Yeah, okay. Try it again. We don't know. I think it's yeah. better. We because we, that, 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 we, we, we. I love we. Yeah, we doesn't. It's not me. It's mm. we. We don't. We don't know. I don't know. So it's are you like, going to do? The, I was going to do that, De Niro. I was trying to do De Niro. Are you going to do that little roll beforehand though? That mm, <laughs> you know. Mm, yeah. We don't know. I think that gives a little dramatic yeah. tension. Try right? it without it for a few times for me, okay? We don't know. That's good. Okay. That's good. I like. Can, right, you, can okay. you live with that? All right, I'll do yeah. that. I'll do that. I can do it's that. more more affirmative, you know. It's, By the yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a little for, more. Yeah, forceful. you're not thinking. No, we're not thinking. And and I'm looking at you like I don't I don't know you. I don't care. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Good. Yeah. A little bit of attitude. Yeah, yeah that's too. it. That's my attitude. That was nice. Um, uh, 
the uh, the thing is, is this uh, administration has even been more secretive than the Bush administration. So mm. this is very troubling. The uh, Obama seems to be obsessed his administration with yeah. uh, withholding information. So not good. Yeah, I don't like it. No, I don't either. I'm just going to tell him that. You got some international stuff oh, for me? Oh, gosh. Or you got yeah. something else. You got something like drones that are I bothering? had all that stuff, and, you know, I, I felt like it was going to... You know, gonna... drone bases around the world. They're going oh, I, I did want to talk about Africa a little bit. Okay. We are established, you know, we, we're, yeah, just as you said, we're, we're sending more uh, drone strikes into places like Yemen and Uganda and, and Somalia and all that. And we've now established a, uh, a, a military command post. A centralized military command center uh, in um, uh, Chalez. How do you say that? It's an island. Ch- I don't even know how to spell it, so I can't tell you how to it's, say it's, it. I'm trying to see. It's S E Y C H E L L. Do it again. S E Y. Oh, I know what you mean. Shillelagh, I think. Shillelagh. They're Irish. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, we have have bases all over Diego Garcia and all this kind of stuff. So uh, it seems that Africa is the new Middle East for us. Mm -hmm. It seems that we're going to try to project military power into all kinds of places in Africa. And it just so happens that they have to happen to be a big uh, source of oil. And oil. minerals and rare earth minerals and things like that. So, well, welcome to the twenty first century. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an African century for us. So, just, well, there's a lot to mine there. Yeah, there is. It's the largest continent. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a there's a bit that's a lot of land there, a lot and, of stuff. And KUCI yes. and this vast CD library around us uh-huh. is based on oil. On, on oil, and this is true. We're getting more and more in. To the electronic end, but that's they're going to they're going to be pulling out component <clears throat> manufacturing minerals right. and vitamins from the soil there too. So right. I would have no problem at all with what you just said. We need oil, obviously, right. as consumers. This is a big thing for us. If I had some idea, some assurance that the people who actually live on the land that where we're taking that material from had some opportunity to actually advance a better life for themselves, and I don't feel that that will happen. So, yes, you're absolutely right, but this is just not the history of, yeah. of, the, of the world that the people who actually technically own these materials will actually benefit in any significant way from them. So, yeah, I mean, you know, and, 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 it's, and we're the instrument of enforcement in these situations, and that bothers me a lot. Well, as the attorney for the corporation, I would say, uh, what do you mean by own uh, the same way that we here in the United States would claim that we own the mineral rights to Colorado, let's we say. We own the mineral rights yeah, to Colorado. Yeah, we as a commons, we, we, we own... We, we bought that property. You... you I, we bought we you, bought that property in Colorado. We're not entitled to the mineral rights. But you're, you're as a but, government but, entitled to the mineral rights. But you should be forced to adhere to like environmental laws and wage laws and uh, health safety laws. Mm. Yeah, I mean, sure. If you're a good oh, corporate course, citizen, yeah. I have no problem if you do safety what you... Laws, we, we safety laws. Safety laws, all kinds of... Yeah, but we, that's not going to happen. We, you and I both know that's not going to happen. We're going to pay some guy name, uh, uh, a lot particular of Mugabe. I don't know. Name anybody who's happened? been in charge of the Congo for the last 40 years. Anybody who's been in charge of what used to be Rhodesia, now uh, uh, 
I would not want to name them. No, I'm because saying because I'm not one of them. Right, but I'm saying any anywhere in I mean any uh, Liberia, it, all of these places are they have some guy with a with a, a militia in, in charge of it, militia. and and his sole responsibility is to make sure that Shell Oil gets everything they want, despite ruination of every environmental um, uh, asset that they have in the country. Yeah. So you you know I mean we know how it works. So, yeah, so there's and I corruption just, everywhere. I know, but we there's but corruption but right you, here. Right. But you and I as citizens should care should care that it's yeah. our military that allows is the umbrella under which these people operate. And uh-huh. I just I just you, you, you don't want our military to be opening secret drone bases in Africa is what you're saying. And and terrorizing the people yeah. who live in those places. Yes. They've been going up quite a bit too. Yeah. The secret drone bases. Yeah, yeah they are. Um, there's a lot of Am I? Uh, you're you're uh, going yeah, up and down. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of watching you. I'm okay. monitoring the situation. Sorry about that. Oh, sorry. Sorry about yeah. That. No. Um, so yes, there's that, and I'm just saying Africa is the new Middle East. You know, everybody wants the you know, fifty is the new thirty or whatever. This Despite is the frequent news reports on the drone assassination campaign launched in, uh, launched in support of America's ever widening undeclared wars and a spate of stories on drone bases in Africa and the Middle East. Most drone bases have remained unnoted, uncounted, and remarkably anonymous mm-hmm. until now. Mm. So we have the CIA in cahoots with the military. In cahoots, that's a, they're, they're in conjunction with the military. Mm-hmm. Are operating bases, uh, secret bases that we don't, no one really knows about. Mm-hmm. Very advanced electronic equipment that are piloting drones all around the world and this is where we are going mm-hmm. it's kind of an armchair surveillance system and we're putting now we have 60 bases around the world yeah uh, and it goes beyond uh surveillance a lot of times it right. goes into uh, pinpointing targets and taking them out killing people yeah. well al-awaki who in the cleric who we killed not too long ago was a drone strike, and his son who was a drone strike. American mm-hmm. citizens, both of them. <sighs> I, I just I hate to sound like I'm so this sounds good pamby about this stuff until until the target is uh, next to UCI. The target is in Santa Ana. When you know a member of uh, the Mexican drug tar- cartel, yeah, somehow is, is found out to in- have a home in San Diego that. They can't get to any other way except through a drone, and unfortunately, the neighborhood yeah, takes they, a hit, too. Yeah, yeah. I, you're right, and I think yeah, there will be a day in the not-too-distant future when there will be a drone parked over one of our cities, and it will do something just as you described. There is, a, there is some kind of civil unrest, and they fire off a concussive... Whatever it is they do it, to it'll crowd just control. Put the, yeah, it'll just put the uh, crowd down, but it will hit somebody in the head and kill them. Well, there, and I did want to talk about a little bit about that as yeah. well. Yeah, but so, and what will Americans do? What will be our reaction when we realize that there are drones parked over our cities? Uh, I, I just, I don't know. But yeah. and that's kind of, we'll, we'll find out when we get there. But, um, and I, you know, I listened, I was watching Bill Maher a couple of weeks ago and he was talking about these drones and he says, good, you know, this is good. We are not putting people in harm's way, our own people in harm's way. I see the value of that. I do. I get that, that we don't want to endanger the lives of Americans. But at some level, there's something so detached and so uninvolving about it that it makes us easier for, it makes it easier for all of us to forget that people are dying, whether or not we agree or disagree with the reasons for it. And I just think that that is not good. I just well, all right. 
I just don't. I question the whole um, investment. Mm-hmm. The moral thing is probably there's a point to be made though yeah. there. Yeah. But I wonder if maybe we could try diplomacy a little bit more, try to kick back on our greed a little bit more, try and realize that we would all be better served if we cooperated, I think. Yeah. I I, I don't know. And I know that's a tough thing to do. Right. I'm not being... Right. And and, and I, I know, I'm not going to speak for you, but I don't, we're not talking, we're not about talking it. about drum circles and, and yeah. at, we're, we're talking about just being able to at least uh, have some measure of accountability and yeah. some measure of understanding that there are lots of people who have nothing and we have an inordinate amount of things yeah. and there's some and, balance there. And, and it's, we are so f- afraid of losing our things that we hire people to protect them who play into our fear yeah. of being afraid to lose those things. And For then, example, okay. although the Commission on Wartime Contracting was created to expose waste and abuse, their records are sealed until 2031. The Commission decided to do this, to not reveal its full findings and materials to the public for another two decades. Despite its stated purpose, the very purpose of this Commission is investigating and exposing government waste. So the Commission who is, who is investigating government waste won't ex- tell us its findings for two decades. The commission has been at work for three years, revealing that up to $60 billion in U.S. war funds were lost due to waste, fraud, and abuse. $60 billion gone. They can't, they know who, but they won't let us see who. Huh. Why would that be? One report concluded that criminal behavior and blatant corruption were directly responsible for much of the waste. (laughs) You think? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In expensive reconstruction projects, would does the name Halliburton That's exactly right. ring a bell? Exactly. Jeez, I mean, how much evidence do you need for somebody ought to just lock Cheney up and be done with it, or at least put him on trial, have him accountable for some of this uh, horrible stuff that really that kind of behavior set the stage for the economic downturn that we've been experiencing for the last three years, right? Right, I know. He set an example of what other businessmen should do. Screw the country. The guy in charge, yeah, so when you do the, um Yeah, I, I, you know, Cheney, I don't think Cheney can safely travel around the world right now. So I, I don't know if that's some measure of of justice. I, I don't know. But he, I, he can't even go to Canada right yeah. now. I mean, <laughs> so at least some of the rest of the world cares about these things. Meanwhile, um, the Bank of America, our good friends at the Bank of America. Yes. The businesses that are going along with Cheney's philosophy of screwing the government and screwing the people, screwing the 99%. The Bank of America shifted $55 trillion worth of Merrill Lynch derivatives to its retail bank unit where they would be insured by who? The U.S. taxpayers. Yeah. We're going to insure... They're fifty-five trillion that they've decided to move over, just to move over. Derivatives. That's all they're doing is shuffling. Derivatives are essentially you're betting. Yeah. This is a bet. These are bets. You're you're betting on. I don't even know how it all works exactly. We're insuring their bets again. We're we're insuring bets. We're we're basically at the casino. The house has bet a lot of money on something, and we're the ones who are going to pay off if it fails. That it's as simple as that. We don't even own the. We have no interest in the casino. We just have we just have responsibility for paying off their debts. Yeah. So because we don't win if they win, 
they win if they win. So, uh, again, I, I'll go yeah. back to my my radical proposal that I heard. It wasn't me. No, somebody I, I heard. I know what you're going to say. And utility. Say it again. We, we, we should turn the banks into a public utility. Amen. Okay. Okay, occupy. occupy. Yeah, if you, you want to get a loan, you go to a place that gives you a loan. Yeah. And the, you might have to, might turn into the post office, but I tell you what, you know what the rate is. <laughs> right. And your kids aren't going to be paying for the fact that you took out a stupid loan somewhere, right? Yeah. In the, for the rest you, of your... You're taking out yeah, a government-guaranteed yeah, exactly. loan, yeah. and, and no one's really making money on the deal. No. It's, it's for you to benefit your country. Either that or, or, or credit unions. Those are, the, those are my yeah. solutions to all this nonsense. Um, uh, the Occupy, the Oakland thing, uh, for those who don't know, a couple of days ago there was a demonstration, or actually there were camped out in Oakland. Uh, I'm not even sure if it was a park, what it was, some town square kind of thing. And the, the uh, Oakland police showed up. This was early morning, 4 or 5 in the morning. They showed up to rouse these people out of their encampment. And in the process, they started firing uh, tear gas and rubber bullets and other projectiles into the crowd. And a uh, protester by the name of Scott Olson was yeah. hit with some kind of a canister of something or a rubber bullet. And it, it uh, fractured his skull. And while he, while people gathered around him to tend to him to see if they could help, uh, a policeman threw some kind of another flash grenade or some kind of a device. You can watch the video; it's on on it's YouTube. It's a grenade, but we don't know what it, what it set off. It set off something that caused that crowd to disperse and leaving him basically without any care until some other people came along and gathered him. It exploded. Up. You wouldn't want it in your right, face, right? It was, exactly. Yeah. It it frightened everyone away. And uh, this gentleman, Scott Olson, was as of today. In critical condition, at one point he was on life support. I don't know if that was a little over-dramatization or not, but he's apparently uh, a, a significant fracture in his skull. He's in critical condition, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and there we are. The police reaction to Occupy, wherever they are, seems to be getting a little more aggressive. Is it founded? Militaristic, in, I think. Military, and thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah, thank I'm you. Not, not trying to... Uh, uh, to get any sort of dander up, but it is militaristic. When there is somebody down on the ground bleeding yeah. and civilians come to help him, right. you don't throw a disbursement device into the middle of the crowd that potentially could cause injury. Right. That is militarization. And that is exactly what I, I one I think this is going to highlight. If it doesn't, over the course of these next few months of more demonstrations, it will become clearer and clearer that our police forces have been militarizing their enforcement mechanisms for decades. And now I think you're going to begin to see kind of the fruits of from that tree of of militarizing our our um, law enforcement. Uh, and and it'll be it'll be clear that they are they are not messing around. They will oh. use extreme force to get these people rooted out of wherever they are. Mm. That's one reason. I know, and I know it's all part of a, a master plan to take over the world. But one reason I don't think that the protests, even though I love them, yeah, are going to be successful. Okay, is because eventually this turns into a media war. And they own the media, or they own the media. We will see images that, unless something incredible happens, we'll see images that may suggest that, unless we go on online, that may suggest that the uh, those attacks were provoked, mm -hmm. that the protester did something that they deserve to have this thing done to them. Mm -hmm. 
possible. And, yeah, I, and there's and yeah. there's and the problem is is they tend to be unorganized too, to the point that you get people in the crowd throwing things at police, and this sets off the police in a way that's uh, understandable, but it's not what we pay them for. I, you know, if I wanted to, you know. Mm-hmm. I understand why the man may have threw the grenade, the police threw the grenade at at the protesters. I understand that behavior. Mm -hmm. I understand where it comes from, Mm -hmm. but he's not doing his job, and he should be immediately dismissed, and he should be condemned for doing that, Mm -hmm. and publicly condemned so people understand that that policeman wasn't doing his job, but... Yeah. It it ends up being visualized in the media as something entirely different. Yeah. And the take-home for the majority of the population will be that somehow the protesters are troublemakers. Right. That's what happens in these things, at least from my experience. In the end, the protesters, to the vast majority of Americans who vote, are the troublemakers. Right. Okay. I didn't make up the rule. No, I understand. And I and – I, I, yes. Uh, to me, what you said, I agree with. It, it will become this kind of PR media – back and forth, and there will be examples of people in these crowds who will do, just as you described, throw something. I haven't seen that yet. I haven't actually heard, as far as I know, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, these have been more peaceful than I would have imagined that they would be. They've just simply been standing around and carrying signs and walking on streets. I haven't seen much more than that. But it is different in that the Vietnam Warrior protests, where students started it because they were being drafted and they didn't want to go to Vietnam, and it did eventually penetrate sort of the middle class of this country where it became uh, an issue. Here, this is really different because, first of all, we have a social media, which now is beginning to rival what we look at as traditional media in terms of people getting information. So it will be more in, in to me, it will be more about that than yeah. it was in the past. And the second thing is, these are issues that ha- have affected this, those people that I just said in, in the Vietnam era were didn't really get it for a long time. These are people that get it now. They're going to lose their house. They have a crappy job. Their kid can't afford to go to college. They understand that. Now, are they motivated enough to stand in front of a police line, a phalanx of policemen with with, uh, batons? I don't know. But I just think it's different than than what we've been used to seeing in in protests from in the past. I don't... Okay. Yeah, I mean, but... Okay. So you're saying that they're not as tough or don't have as much motivation to... uh, I don't know. I I seem... I mean, there seems to be hundreds of places where this is happening. uh, Instead of talking about the negative, the positive end is if you really want to affect uh, Wall Street, don't play their game. Yeah. What? Okay. Don't be investing in their crap. What about... Don't buy into corporate America unless you really absolutely have to. If you need an Apple computer, get an Apple computer for... Christ's sakes, that's not what we're saying. What I'm saying, I'm just saying, don't always shop at Costco when you can support some local person. Exactly. Yeah. Don't always go to Ralph's and Vaughn's and all the big box stores. Hit the Wall Street investors where they have their power, (laughs) which is is in the stock market. Right. And take down their structure. Right. That's how you take it down. You don't stand out in front with, with placards. That's how you motivate people maybe to take it down. But I haven't necessarily heard those kinds of words coming right. out of, right. of Occupy Wall Street. Right. And that's how you take Wall Street down. You just don't engage with them. Right. That's, they rely on us. Right. 
Did you, uh, the November 5th, are you aware of the... So I got excited there. Yeah, it's great. I think it's... Okay, November 5th was the, uh, is the proposed day for people to take money out of Bank of America. There's a, there's a take your money out November really? 5th day. November 5th? Yeah, so... Uh, just so, letting, so we aren't allowed to tell people to do it, but we are I'm just allowed them, to I'm say let, I'm letting them if know. you don't do it, mm, you, just, may, you may not you may not have any reason to uh, to stand out on Occupy Wall Street or support those people. If you want to support those people, that's what you do. You withdraw your money from yeah, Bank yeah. of America, and just as you described. Don't play their game. Let yeah. Hurt them where it really matters, and that would be taking the resources and assets away okay. from them. So, uh, yeah. Give them some humility. The United States will likely suffer the loss of its AAA credit rating. Again. Again? Again. From another rating, rating agency by the end of this year due to concerns over the deficit. So it's another rating agency. And, you know, the, okay. this is the Bank of America president saying this may happen. So all he wants to do is, is get more uh, banking agreements with the feds. I mean, that's yeah. his leverage right now yeah. Is, yeah. is to make a threat. And his threat is we're not going to say that you're good guys. We're going to say that your credit is bad unless you give us more money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Relax yeah. the regulations on us screwing other yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. We haven't screwed them enough. I, there's more screwing to be done. Um, and we haven't finished. We haven't, yeah. we haven't got our happy ending yet. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'm spent. Speaking a hacker of, redirected oh. video links on the Sesame Street YouTube channel to a clip from first anal quest, Angelica. <laughs> Specialist detectives from the <laughs> Metropolitan Police discovered the existence of a secret mobile phone within News International's East London headquarters. They found the secret phone where, that's, been, that's been hacking in. Uh, you know, Rupert Murdoch's Oh, there. this isn't the secret yeah, anal... Quest. No, this is... I'm oh, going, that's I'm a separate just, thing. Secret, oh. secret anal what? You said, didn't you say secret anal quest was the... When? Okay, never mind. I don't I, I'm just that. imagining. I'm just imagining. I'm somewhere else then. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> they found the phone, though. I think that's exciting stuff. Yeah. That is exciting. I don't know what happened to you there, Mike. <laughs> I don't I know. Stroke. I, you know what? I had one of those moments. I, yeah. I was back home, I guess, <laughs> for a second. Patricia Reggiani, <laughs> who has been in prison for 13 years. You know Patricia, oh, don't you? Oh, who doesn't know Patrice? For contacting, or for contracting. She contracts. Yes. I rarely contact. <laughs> For contracting the murder of her husband. She's been in jail for 13 years. Okay. The heir to the Gucci fortune, mm -hmm. her husband, mm -hmm. turned down work release, telling an Italian court, I never work in my life. <laughs> never. Rigiani said she would prefer to live in her cell, which she shares with other prisoners, two evergreens and a replacement ferret for the first that she had, the first oh. ferret, because oh. she brought a ferret in yeah. named Bambi, and unfortunately, it was hanged. Somebody I why. I, I, I don't I'm know. sure she's very agreeable. I can't imagine she'd be anything Which is more a, appropriate, putting a flagpole into Gaddafi or hanging Bambi? Bambi's- I don't know. Uh, yes. Patrice's what if what if Gaddafi ferret. had a dog named Bambi? I d what would have happened to that dog? Uh, Thumper. Heaven forbid. Thumper, I think it was. <laughs> and finally. Yes. And finally, a military care package. 
You've heard of those. I right? have. Yeah. I'd love one <laughs> if you could find one for me. It's got Consisting a- of two boxes of Bill O'Reilly's book, Pinheads and Patriots. Oh, okay. Pinheads and Patriots. <laughs> pinheads and Patriots. Are you doing? Yeah, yeah I'm doing. Yeah, pinheads, pinheads and Patriots. And patriots. <laughs> Bill For those O'Reilly's listening book. in stereo, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, okay. Can you? Is has it hit the bargain bin yet? I it's. I think I saw. I think I saw it at the. Uh, uh, anyway, swap a military meet. package yeah. with two boxes of this book was set on fire in Afghanistan <laughs> on orders from a unit commander. So our military knows, you know, what's right and what's wrong. There's reason to rejoice. There is reason to rejoice. I won't say I didn't take pleasure in removing a few copies of this bigoted twerp's writings from circulation. The soldier who burns the books wrote on his blog, Ever Queer. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Are you kidding? No. No, I'm, oh I, you, can't, you can't oh, write this you material. You make it up. You right. get arrested. Oh, my yeah. goodness. This is what uh, Ever Queer. Ever Queer in his yeah. blog. This is what he wrote. But he did say, but the reason for doing, for doing the burning was of a military necessity. <laughs> 